did you know? The Muffin Man. I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly what I was going to say. Did you hear it? How did you listen the to The Muffin that? Man! I'm a psychic medium. So am I. You can't read my thoughts? Sometimes. What well, am I thinking of? Orange. Fuck. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> we'll wait for the water to stop having a meltdown, but I'm really glad that I saw orange. <laughs> I'm actually creeped out. Guys, uh-huh. you want to know what also creeps me out? That The conjuring house. We reacted to Sam and Colby's conjuring house, and of all of the haunted locations and things that we've covered so far in our YouTube videos and other podcasts, this one was not okay for me. Which was funny because we also covered The Conjuring House prior to reacting to the Sam and Colby video. Mm -hmm. And it's probably because the thing that threw, uh, I forget what her name is, the Perrin lady across the room isn't actually there anymore. But when they brought it up, they were like, hey, Liv, this is what I look like. Aren't I really scary? You know I'm really scary. Also, I saw it in the reflection of the door in our room it was not okay if you guys are new to the podcast i'm liv this is m m say hi no and we are your meta sidekicks (laughs) she hit two buttons at once goddamn fat fingers (laughs) i can't we can't all have pixie fingers yeah like you Mm -hmm. nimble thumbs Mm -hmm. anyways we're psychic mediums your sidekicks to all things metaphysical and as psychic mediums, we feel that it is our narcissistic tendency to create a podcast and business called Metapsychics to bring you content about all things metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal, and in between. Mostly abnormal because we are very abnormal. So, you know, whatever blanket term you can branch all of those weird things under, that's what we talk about. But unlike all of the other podcasts and stuff out there that bring similar content to you, they don't do it as psychic mediums because we are. So I think we like to add a little bit of a to everything that we do because we're weird and psychic mediums. But reacting to the haunted stuff that we do, we usually have one person that researches the topic because everyone wants to know the actual like history behind whatever it is that we're covering. Like what do we do? The LaLaurie Mansion, we did the Conjuring House. We did the Lizzie Borden House. Robert the Doll, Okiku. Am I missing anything? I don't the know. Queen Mary cruise ship. <laughs> one of us researches the history and the spoopies of it, and the other one, as uh, one of our last podcasts, call it. It's Robert the Doll. We call it playing chicken. <laughs> the other one plays chicken and knows nothing and has to put on their medium hat to uh, look at all of the things before the person tells them the history of it. So it's weird. We see how the stories line up. However, we're not doing that in this episode. No. We are bringing reaction videos to you, which uh, if you guys haven't checked that out, why aren't you following our YouTube channel? (laughs) Because Liv poops her pants in this video that we're going to talk to you guys about. I'm sure you guys can smell it already. Well, it just freaked me out because like I would think that when we're doing like a blind react to a haunted location where I'm usually playing chicken or you're playing chicken, I'm not as scared. I figured, well, I thought that I would be more scared when I'm when we're playing chicken. But we knew this house already because we'd already played chicken for the Conjuring house. So I figured doing a reaction video to Sam and Colby was going to be like easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But it was difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Yeah. So the reason why we're 
reacting to this video in particular is because all of you guys keep telling us that we should react to the night that Sam and Colby talked to demons at the Conjuring House, which is their first Conjuring House video. And it's where they bring Amanda, who is a psychic medium, along the ride. And some really scary spirits showed up. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that scary. But yeah, so usually when we do these scary things, we generally find souls that help guide us through the house. Because a lot of times haunted places are haunted because there's like dark things there and then people bring energy to it and you know the rest, right? Facilitate the scary. Well, you can't really talk to the scary things itself. You can, but they're going to lie to you. They're going to make you feel sick. They're going to take your energy. You know, all of those weird, dark thing things that they do. So we usually find, like, a soul in the place in which we are speaking to or investigating, if you will. And they help not only keep us safe from the dark things that are there, but also they help explain things because they're not going to try to, like, lie about things. They're not going to try to, like, take our energy. They're just trying to, like, tell their story, their side of the story of things. So in this house, this house is so famous and so many people go there to, like, get a thrill out of it because it's so haunted and it's so scary that there are a lot of dark things here and there are a lot of spirits there to help keep the people safe. Because if they weren't there, a lot of people would get hurt going to this house. Yeah. And we, in this video, found that there are six souls that help us talk to things here. There are six souls that help guide us through the house. You're writing things. Uh-huh. So, however, for me, there are... The first one that showed up, because I reacted to this video when they first posted it in, like, a TikTok format. So it was, like, a three-minute video explaining things. But the first person that showed up was the woman in white. And the people in the house typically see this woman in white kind of, like, floating around the house. And the way I perceive this woman is that she is kind of like a light being, like a spiritual being that helps balance the energy within the house. Because if you have this huge dark thing, this huge like essentially shadow, you need to have the exact opposite of it to help keep things balanced. So in the video where we like did all the research and stuff, we came to the conclusion that this light being, this woman in white, when she is standing with her feet on the floor, because like I said, we see her like floating through the rooms. When she stands with her feet on the ground, she is able to kind of like make the entire location kind of take a deep breath and kind of stabilize and neutralize the uh, energy within the house and then the other spirit that I was seeing is people refer to her as like the the bent neck lady or the crooked woman like the lady with her neck bent and that apparition of her with her neck bent is not actually her but there is a woman that is associated with that apparition and she was a woman that hung herself on the property and she she has like dark brown hair and she also helps me like speak to things within this house and she explained that the dark thing that is in the basement 
has the ability to almost create like a nightmare world within its essence. So this thing is huge. Like it takes up the entire property huge. And within its own essence, it has the ability to make you like experience a nightmare or like a dreamlike state but within the physical realm. So we talk about dreams on this podcast and dreams. You have a, essentially like a little avatar of yourself that is walking around your own dream space that you have manifested and created. This dark thing can do that within the physical space. And that is what makes him or it able to create these apparitions with a scary woman that has a bent neck. And it's interesting because... Liv hasn't seen the house because she didn't do the research. Oh, I forgot prior about to this. that. And she didn't realize that there are people or that when the parent family moved out, this house was a daycare for children. And the children would draw this apparition of this woman with a bent neck on like the walls and stuff. And she saw that and was like, um. <laughs> well, I remember doing our first video on it where we did the haunted places and I played chicken and there was a man who was telling me about a library and then one of the rooms is like a library and I explained it as there's like floor to ceiling shelves and walls one of them um or there and then there's like a chair that makes you feel like if you lean back you'll like fall over like one of those chairs but it won't and when they go in the house, when we're doing the reaction video to Sam and Colby, I literally see the room that I saw in my head months ago. And that really freaked me out. It was not okay. Yeah, there's books that are in that library that fall over by themselves. They like get shot out and there's videos of it happening. It's so scary. It's pretty cool. I think there's a dark thing that is in there. Well, okay, there's dark things everywhere. When we watched the video, it was like every dark corner there was something hiding within the shadows. Yes. Um, but they specifically see like a boy apparition. And in this video, the psychic medium, Amanda, was seeing children prior to when they shut all the lights off. They were seeing, she was seeing actual children's spirits and they were actually there. And they were always like running through the house and hiding. However, further down the line when they like closed or turned the lights off, they actually got like a photograph on their thermal gun of the face of a little boy. And this little boy was just like a mimic of what they were seeing earlier because it was a dark entity. It's gross. <laughs> so like Em said, we don't actually talk to the scary things in the house um, necessarily. We have other souls that are human souls or light souls that speak on behalf of them, kind of like if you were to go to a museum and have a tour guide that explains the paintings and the exhibits to you. It's literally the best way I can put it because one, we don't condone you talking to scary things, whether you're a medium or I mean, psychic or not. you can if you want to. However, just don't expect to get like factual information. Well, it was well, like, the, it's like the, the, the caution symbols that they put on things that you should just know not to like touch like caution I'm hot caution don't put your child on a rotting lawnmower while you're on it because they might bump off and then go underneath the lawnmower caution don't let your child like look over into a five gallon bucket because they might fall in if they're not as tall as a five gallon bucket like those things same thing with talking to dark things maybe you should not talk to dark things all the time because it's probably not safe well, it's definitely the conjuring house, too, because it's like the head honcho of haunted places. <sighs> we don't condone it. 
And when we talk about it, we're, uh, I don't know, what is it? Like, we're like hot shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, as you would call it, are professionals. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shooting ourselves out of a cannon, metaphysically speaking, to talk to weird things and associate ourselves briefly in a uh, not direct manner of the spoopy things of the conjuring house. But we're doing it because we are professionals. Like, do not try this at home. That she needs to, like, somewhere go through your head when we talk about this. Well, yeah, during this entire watching of this video, I was physically seeing <laughs> spirits within the reflections of things. So I was staring at the lens, as one does when they film a video, and I could see the reflection of a man that was sitting in between Liv and I, and <laughs> he is one of the other beings that help explain things within the house. I perceive him as the spirit that the little Perrin family girls were speaking to when they first move into the house. He's the one that's in the library too. That's yeah. why I like the library. Yeah, but he he's usually there when I'm doing stuff for the conjuring house because I usually experience really strange things like physically seeing reflections of spirits. And then when I was editing the uh, YouTube video for that, I was physically hearing a woman's voice within my basement, even though I was home alone. It was a fun time. One might make you say that it loses, makes you lose your mind. Yeah, but uh, he sat there with me the entire time, even though the dark thing made him look scary, but that's beside the point. Yeah, it's not okay. So he, we talked about, you talked about the woman in white, who's like the balance to the evil thing in the basement. But I don't really see her because she scares me. I see mostly the man and the woman who was in the barn. And then I believe it's the son of the woman who was in the barn or someone. I feel like he knows her in some way. Um, but there was a little boy that died in, in the barn or around the barn as well. What else is there? Is that all six of them? It's interesting because those six souls talked to us when we did our first video the on the house. Yes. Did you get the mother? Of the little boy? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then that's six. Um, but this time when we were reading the house, the Sam and Colby went down into the basement, which Em and I did not think about the basement in the same way or I guess weren't given the same opportunity to look in the basement the same way that they did. But watching the video was a whole different can of worms. And I thought it was interesting because... I don't know. They went down into the basement and Amanda and her friends were getting very upset because there were these two giant scary dark things. That they didn't know were there. Standing behind them. And both Liv and I physically saw them in the video. It was not okay. I mean, I saw them with my mind's eye, but... I physically saw them there. Because there was a shadow of them, of the people there, because they had, like... She keeps dropping this pen and, like, pushing it against the microphone. So if you hear that, that's what that is. It's because I'm nervous. Well, they went down into the basement, and they sat down into this room, and there's, like, a table and chairs. And when they sat down, they have a light that's facing them because, obviously, they're filming in a dark basement. And there's a shadow from where their heads are, but it next to their shadow there were two other shadows but these two shadows had eyes and their fingers were super super long and they just start doing like their seance thing with the spirit box and when they started doing that Amanda started saying things like you are not allowed to touch us you are not allowed to speak to us like all these really like get off of my flow man dude (laughs) things and uh 
I could just hear this dark thing say, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I can do the same things without touching you. And that's when he got, there was two of them. They got closer to Amanda. And then there was another blonde girl that was down there as well. And they both just like went over their shoulders. And that's when Amanda became aware of the dark thing that was down there. And she started explaining how they needed to stop. They needed to go upstairs. It was unsafe. So they do. And she starts explaining what she saw. And she was asked, is this the thing that threw, I think her name was Carol Carol Perrin, Perrin, Carol Perrin, across the room. And Amanda's perception is that, yes, this being has enough power to do that. But Liv asked me, do you think that that's the same being? And immediately I told her, no, because it doesn't have enough energy. I feel like this thing is stuck in the basement because these, like, higher vibrational beings prevent it from coming out of the basement. I also feel like these higher vibrational beings don't go into the basement either. Yes, that's what really scared me was the six people that had been walking Em and I around the house while we were reacting to what Sam and Colby put on their YouTube channel. They were there the entire time. And then once the group decided to go down in the t- into the basement and Em and I were seeing these two scary dark finger, fig- sorry, <laughs> figures with their long ass fingers being creepy as shit, uh, the souls, I was like, Em, they're not down there. And she's like, no. And they were explaining to me that they don't, they can't go down into the basement. They are the ones that are above the rest of the house. They're only in the top floors of the house. And it was scary because we, I didn't know that they had the weird, scary kid drawings downstairs. <laughs> Mind you, who in their right mind puts children in a basement that looks like that? That is not okay, number one. Makes me very upset. Because most people aren't just afraid of basements. I know, but even still, it's not like a nice place for children to be playing. It's not like a finished basement. It's not like a nice basement. Meh. <laughs> it's like a shitty basement. But yeah, my, uh, okay, actually, it's the, the, Further into the video, Sam and Colby go back downstairs and there's a man that sits with them. He's telling me that the reason why the other people can't go downstairs is because of the overall vibrational level of the basement itself. There's so much dark energy in there that it's hard for them to like stoop that low. They're showing me like if you were trying to put oil in water. Yeah. It's oil floats. How are you going to get oil down further? They can they can be down there for a second, but it just keeps getting pushed up, which is why they have different spiritual beings that are in the basement that have a more lower vibrational tone to them, which is what this man is. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I saw the children drawings on the side of the basement things, and there's this one where they think it's, like, of the bent neck lady upstairs, but it's not, because as soon as I saw this, this big, giant, white maw monster is what I, I call it. It looks like sludge, but its head is, like, obtuse and square, like the drawing that was in the video, and when it 
looks at you, its mouth just opens in this giant gaping square, and it just makes this horrible noise. And I uh, don't like it. So while they were downstairs with Amanda and the rest of the gang, that thing was like, had its face so close to mine on my left hand side and was making this horrible, scary, like moaning noise. And I could feel like hot breath on me. It was disgusting. And then perceiving the scary, dark figures that were standing behind Amanda and her friend was horrible because I could hear the terrible things that they were saying in response to what Amanda was trying to do by setting boundaries and protecting their energy. But it was horrible. But the man wasn't down there. The seventh man? Yeah, he wasn't there. It wasn't until they went back upstairs and Sam and Colby were like, man, we got to do this. We got to do it for the views. We're not going to give it up. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I was like, I can't. It's so funny. And we did another video, reaction video for with Sam and Colby's content. And in the other video, what, what house was it? The Sally house. The Sally house. Stop. Jesus, there actually is something there, which is even scarier. Yeah, I'm like waiting for you to take a breath. (laughs) But it's okay because it's just Jared, and he's excited about his air fryer that he got for his birthday, and he wants to know if we want French fries. The answer is yes. Continuing. (laughs) It was scary because, well, oh no, it was Sam. Sam in the Sally house like seemed super, super off. And Emma and I were able to kind of see both of their spirit guides. And we believe that Sam has one spirit guide that's like literally a rock monster, which is why he's so cool. Colby. Collected. Sorry, Colby. <laughs> Sam has the blue guy. Yeah. Colby has this rock monster guy, which is why he's like always cool, calm and collected. However, going downstairs in the basement without Amanda, I was like, don't do it. Don't go into the basement. But his rock monster dude was like, eh. It's fine. And then all of a sudden I see red, white, and blue. And I got like this feeling of, I don't know, like superheroes, kind of like Captain America vibes, which is really interesting. And we have the fries. The fries have been brought. Now she's distracted. I am very distracted. ADHD. Um, So I was getting like Captain America vibes and like, we can do it. It's fine. We're just going to kapow our way through this. It's, it's, it's fine. Cause I'm like justice and peace and everything. That's whatever. And I was like, who is this? Is this like a spirit guide for both of them? Because they're obviously connected in some weird spiritual way to do all of this stuff on the level that they do. But long story short, halfway through it, M's like, well, we both figure out I asked her about this red, white, and blue guy. And I was like, I feel like a spirit guide for both of them. And she didn't say anything. And then like two minutes later, he was like, no, I'm just for uh, for Colby. And it was hilarious because all throughout the whole video, they're doing spirit box sessions where they're like capturing audio of people saying things and all of this other stuff. And the whole time, I mean, I can tell when the spirit got, spirit box has words transcribed that what words are associated with the dark things that are messing with them and what words are the rebuttal or argumentative words from the six light beings in the house. Because the whole time throughout the video, there's just an argument going on, a narrative of light versus dark and the information being fed to the people that are using the spirit box. And the same thing was going on downstairs in the basement when Sam and Colby went back down there. Only their spirit guide was there instead of Amanda to help bolster the scary things. But then this man too was sitting at the table across from them. And he was like the seventh person that wasn't there when we first 
touched upon this video. Or the, I don't the think he's a light. I don't think he's a light being. I was asking the lady when we came down here because I was like, "Oh, we're gonna talk." I'm trying to figure out like a flow for this because it's so chaotic, and I've never gotten so sick from doing a reading before. That's funny. No, I didn't I, get sick at all. But I'm also like, I've done so much stuff with the Conjuring House already that I'm kind of used to it. I was literally losing my mind. I was trying to. Yeah, because weird things always happen. Even before I knew I was a psychic medium, when I watched the Conjuring House videos, I always get weird things that happen to me. I was trying to energetically ground myself to the trees outside. I was so scared and so unsettled. It was horrible making that video, honestly. It was so scary. So I'm trying to like figure out how to talk about it in a way that doesn't pull me back to the scariness of it. And I just think it's interesting that there's six souls and then the seventh one was down there for... I mean, a good portion of the time that they were in the basement by themselves, just Sam and Colby. And I wanted to ask the woman in white, since she doesn't really talk to me, I was like, so M explains you as somebody who is the opposite that levels out the atrocity that is in the basement. So that's cool. And the six beings that are upstairs that give us information about the house, they're obviously cool too. But what is with the seventh man in the basement? Like, why... Like six is an even number and then you're technically a seven, but you don't consider yourself a seven because you're a spiritual being. What is with the dude in the basement? I don't get it. So when we were giving the explanation of oil on water, she says that she is the white light between the barrier of oil and water. Like she Mm -hmm. is that sort of, I don't know, she's making me feel like marshmallow fluff or like frosting (laughs) or like ice almost, like snow. She shows me that she's like a flashlight turning on. Mm-hmm. Because the way that I view, like, light and dark beings is you have light, so it creates shadows. So that's why there's not a good and a bad delineation. Mm-hmm. But because she is a light being, that is the exact opposite of this shadow. It's like it's her light that's creating the shadow, and it's shadow that's creating her light. So she'll, she has the ability to make the shadow smaller and vice versa. Got it. So that's and why she has the ability to like push it back. Yeah. She's explaining it to me because we talk about the shadow man that is upstairs in the closet and he has that weird like electricity shadow thing that skitters everywhere that was sitting on the bed next to Amanda's friend. Um, but she's saying that the shadow and the shadow man in the closet upstairs, they can't not touch the floor because they're dark. Like they can't touch the floor. They they can't not touch the floor. Like, that's what's grounding them there is the physicality of the house itself. Weird. But the light, like the people that we talk to, they don't actually really touch the floor because they're not associated with the house in the same way. They don't tie themselves to it, mm-hmm. which is weird. But I wanted to know what the seventh man downstairs, because he was like a freaking badass sitting at the table, putting things through the voice box to help, like... Literally, he took all of the scary things that were in the walls and like coming out of the walls as shadows in the basement towards Sam and Colby and just put this bubble around them of just immense solitude. Yeah, I don't see him. I just hear his energy. Oh, no. And it's a very low tone. Yes. Which is why he's able to be down there. But the low tone like disrupts all of the skittery energy of the other things that are there. So they aren't able to be within his essence. And his essence is so big. He's telling me it's so big because it's harder to like, it's harder for a wavelength that he 
emits to be in a smaller space. So he's he takes up more space. Yeah, his frequency makes me think of like when you turn on an amp for yeah. a guitar, mm-hmm. but like 10 times lower. But anyways, I was asking the woman in white, like, what's this dude, this dude's deal? Because he's not in the rest of the house. He just like shows up in the basement, but he's also not in the basement. He's just the only one that can go down there. And she literally rolled her eyes and put, he's an outlier. Because mm-hmm. I was like, is he a spiritual being like you? Is he a human soul? Is he something that's dark but isn't dark? Like, what is it? And she's like, he's all three of those things at once. So just don't, don't think about it. He's an outlier. And I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. Why is he so cool? I want to be cool like that. I just want to walk into a room and have everyone feel like the boulder. I am the boulder. Mm-hmm. I can, the boulder can go into the basement of the conjuring house because the boulder makes everything quiet. Yeah, that's him. Yes. But like in a biker dude way of like when you walk in and someone's like, you ain't from around here. And he's like, I am everywhere. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything. He was just sitting in the chair next to him. In the most aloof way. Like when a, a cool dude sits in a chair and then leans back with their legs all the way apart and then puts their hand on the table, even though they're sitting like three feet away from the table. And they're like, yeah, hey. Because they were still getting information from the dark things, but the dark things had to like scream. scream. <laughs> yes. It was. They were a far away. Wild to watch. And experience. And mm-hmm. the weird thing that was like next to my face was not okay. Did not like it. It was like goopy. Oh, we were talking about that the things in the basement aren't the same things as what threw Miss Perrin yeah, across why, the house. That's how we got into this. That's why the uh, white thing with the big mouth that you were talking about came in. Yeah, because that's the thing that threw uh, Miss Perrin across the room. And you were saying in the YouTube video that you perceived that this thing came from Ed Warren. Yes. And what's interesting, because at this point, we're like, at this point, we have dark things that are talking to us, which is where we're getting all of the lies of like, when Amanda's like, you are not allowed to touch us. And we have dark things in our ears saying, it doesn't matter. So we're getting messages of why... Like, what was the being that actually had the energy to throw a person across the room? So, this being shows up because this is the being that did that. However, this being is not in the house anymore. And what we came to the conclusion about is that Ed Warren was the one that brought this spirit to this location. And because... hypothesis well yeah everything is a hypothesis can't like prove it necessarily Mm -hmm. but there's a dark thing that's in the basement and this dark thing it's like super super heavy it sits on top of a portal or it may be a portal itself but what's interesting and what it does is it attracts dark entities to it and it has the ability to like puppet those entities within the house which is why you have like the bent neck lady walking around and like this dark boy spirit walking around it's because this dark ball of energy in the basement is like manifesting these things within its nightmare world and 
the way that we perceive it as psychic mediums is that it almost like emits this low frequency tone that interacts with the beings or the spirits that are within the house that almost like brainwashes them and live you described it as what the the dumb ray from spongebob <laughs> yeah from uh when all of the characters from spongebob become superheroes to help mermaid man and barnacle boy and um someone turns on the dumb ray and patrick's like <laughs> i was really really scared during this whole thing and my spirit guides were like it's like the dumb ray that's all it's not a scary thing that is from really horrible places it's just the dumb ray but yeah so i was getting all this information like negative information from the dark spirits trying to lie to me about it but then i get this one piece of information that i knew from a previous video that we created about the conjuring house of exactly that this dark thing brainwashes dark spirits to do its bidding essentially so i got this message that felt lighter than everything else so that's when i like freaked out and told Liv, well yes there's a possibility that ed warren brought this dark thing in because ed warren is a demonologist so he's around dark things all the time so this dark entity attached itself so that it could be brought to the conjuring house however when it was brought to the conjuring house this dark entity in the basement emitted that frequency to help manipulate the other dark spirits or brainwash them into doing the things that it wants so when they were doing that seance with ed warren and the Perrin family it was giving not only the big entity in the basement energy, but it was also giving the energy that Ed Warren, the spirit that Ed Warren brought in, to which the spirit already has a lot of energy, but aggravating it, giving it all of the energy of the seance, is the thing that helped do really horrible things to Perrin. Yeah. I don't necessarily think, though, that the white mom monster was attached to ed warren i just think yeah. that ed warren himself in the circumstances that the seance evoked in addition to the energy of him is what brought forth that and made the situation what it was so you not only had a demonologist but you also had a scary thing in the basement that's been sequestering energy away from the parent family and like small things because it can't do large scale stuff like that by itself um so you add ed warren's hulking energy into it and his knowledge of demonology and when i say his knowledge they want me to ex explain that his knowledge of demonology is what allows things like that to be closer to him if that makes any sense kind of like um how He's more open to it he well yes it's that he it's like his openness to it is what um keeps him unaware of it like that's why he didn't yeah. know what it was because those things are normal to him so like when you and i are sitting down here and there's a weird creepy clown thing staring at us from your basement uh i just ignore it but like he might i again i just i don't think it was attached to him i think it's just his energy mixed right. with the energy of the house that it was getting from the parent family is what enabled this thing to be like this is where i'm going i'm gonna move through him his seance is giving me enough energy and boom it happened but it's not there anymore 
but it's really scary and I don't like it. <laughs> but I also want to talk about the duty head. Do you remember the duty head? Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't brought him up yet. <laughs> I was like, there's one other person I'm forgetting. We talked about the dude in the closet upstairs with his weird twitchy shadow thing that was sitting next to the girl on the bed. Um, the thing under the bed was different, but it wasn't as cool. It didn't do a lot of stuff. We talked about the arguments between the spirit boxes and the souls, as well as the scary things that you could hear and pick up on. And while my brain was going through that, I was like, there's one other person. I can't, like, I hear, like, cowboy boots or, like, boots on a floor in a very dramatic way, but I don't understand it. And I was thinking about the spirit box stuff again, and then I heard the spirit box associated with the, the like, uh, clairvoyant image of us watching the conjuring house on the laptop and hearing heaven in the spirit box and I was like oh yes you the duty head I forgot <laughs> thank you for showing me those things and bringing my egotistical mind back to where it needed to be because of all things you for sure don't want to be left out of course not <laughs> <laughs> I should have known by the boots on the floor like an old spaghetti western <laughs> um so in addition to the six people and all of the weird skittery things, the things in the basement, and the guy that sits across from the table with the cool dude, loose mood, I don't know, solitude, silence, energy that helped Sam and Colby when they were on their own. There is the duty head. And the duty head popped up because they were doing a spirit box session. And Amanda said, there's someone in the room over to the left. And I saw him too. And it wasn't her left. It was her right. But... She's like, there's someone standing over there. And I saw him and I was like, oh, sick. She's going to talk about the person that I'm seeing. And she's like, he looks like a soldier. And I was like, no, foiled again. <laughs> oh, God, the things in the house were just making her like, they really were getting to her. Well, yeah, that's basically what they do. Oh, no, I get it. <laughs> but it, it was just crazy to see it like in action in a different point of view. And she starts describing this person that's in like a tan uniform or a blue uniform. I don't remember because I saw the opposite color. Do you remember? I think she described it in tan because I always see them in blue uniforms. Me too. And that's why I was like, that's not him. He's not in tan. They're supposed to be in blue. Long mm -hmm. story short, it was the duty head in disguise. <laughs> and the reason I call him a duty head is because one, it's funny. Two, it's the nicest word I can come up with. And three, <laughs> it's because word. this dude is a human soul and they were talking about, um, I don't know. They were talking people, about heaven. Well, they were talking about like, passing people over. They're like, are you trapped oh. here? <laughs> you know, quintessential paranormal investigator. Lingo. Yes, that's a good word for it. Not what I was going to say. <laughs> and when the heaven, when the spirit box came with heaven, um, you could see Amanda was listening to this person. And Sam and Colby were like, oh, you're stuck here. You want to go to heaven and you can't. Oh, no, you're a trapped soul. Please see our TikTok that we made um, about the sound that was popular with. What is it? Up where I'm a wilderness explorer. Can I help you cross the street? Can I help you cross the street? No. Help you cross over to the to heaven. So the duty head is a human soul who does not want to cross over into heaven because he is a duty head. And, uh, Just because he's a duty head? Because he's a duty head. And the reason he's a duty head is because he's a duty head. When he was alive, he did not do cool things. He shows me that he used to drive past the house in the 70s when he was alive on like his motorcycle and was like, this place is pretty haunted. I know it is because of all of the stuff that went on with the media, I think, around that time. And uh, he himself did some very heinous things as a human. And he doesn't want to cross over because if he crossed over, he would be with all of what he calls, quote, the goody two shoes. So he has 
taken it upon himself to not cross over after his passing and his time in the physical world and instead set up shop in the conjuring house because he thinks it's cool. Um, he really likes it. He knows that he can scare people. It's well, literally the place that people come to that he doesn't even have to go to. They were saying heaven in the thing because you told me that it was his conjuring heaven. is his heaven. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that's just like, a misinterpretation of like spirit box stuff that paranormal investigators um, don't like when I comment on. I'm not saying that about Sam and Colby. I was on a TikTok one day and someone was doing like a paranormal investigation that was live. And I was like, this is cool. I'm going to watch this. And somebody in the, like one of the souls that this guy was talking to getting information through a spirit box was like, uh, pain. pain. Yes. That's what it was. I'm so glad you remember my stories. You, uh, Tell me that every single time you tell this story. This story? Yes. Every single time. Everybody needs to know it because it's hilarious. You tell it the same every time. Every single time. And I tell you pain every time. Because I forget. And your the same every time. <laughs> Emily lives my existence for me because I forget a lot of my existence because I just am a spectator to it. Anyways, I'll just, you don't want me to tell my story because you think it's dumb. No, I'm just telling you that <laughs> you forget your story, but you feel the need to tell every time. Yeah. But you never remember it. Uh-huh. Will you tell it for me? Well, she was perceiving a, okay. They were talking to a being. They said pain through the spirit box. And Liv was saying, oh, it's not pain as I want to cause you pain. It's you're being a pain. I immediately got kicked off the TikTok live. Yeah. <laughs> same, 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 but different. The duty head was like heaven. And Sam and Colby were like, oh, no, you're trapped here. You want to go to heaven? He's like, no. This is my heaven. Yes. Oh. We were talking about how things are like dictated weird within the conjuring house because I was describing to you how the conjuring house is kind of like a nightmare come true because of all the energy and he like takes advantage of that. Yes. So the reason he was in a tan uniform is because it's similar to the soldiers outside that are in blue. He's like, but if you don't actually see the soldiers, cause the soldiers aren't actually there, they're just like, what is it? A residual haunting type thing. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of people talk about the soldiers, but again, it's residual. So if you don't know that, cause you don't actually see them, you wouldn't know that they're in blue uniforms. Hence, he was uh, taking advantage of Amanda's lack of knowledge with the soldiers. And I guess it's not, it's her lack of knowledge in addition to like the things that they've heard, like the ego around the soldiers being there and was like, oh, I'm going to make you think that I'm a soldier, but I'm actually not a soldier because I'm going to wear a tan uniform and <laughs> because the uniforms are actually blue, but you wouldn't know that unless you know that. And she didn't. So that's how he was going to take advantage of what she was seeing because the conjuring house is, whole thing is to make you lose your mind and ruin the perception that you have of reality slightly so much so that you think it's real but it's not so he's like when you're around here long enough you learn a thing a thing or two which is cool i would haunt the conjuring house hence why he's a duty head yeah <laughs> oh no that sounds like a fun time when i die i think i'm gonna take a take a trip to the conjuring house and i'd be like and talk to some spirit boxes and make myself look like a soldier. If you were in a spirit box, what would you say? Butts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say everyone's name. Pudding. 
I would say everyone's name and then butts after every name. Yeah. If you were a paranormal investigator and you just heard butts <laughs> over your your thing, what and are you going to And if you, you didn't think? say it out loud because they do that weird like SS method. Where this method, basically, they put noise-canceling headphones on with a spirit box, and the person that has the noise-canceling headphones on is the one that says what the spirit box says. And if they didn't say butts when I said so, I would just continue the entire seance with me saying butts until they did. (laughs) What if they said zombies? Butts. Zombies. Butts. Butts. Tina Belcher. <laughs> butts. <laughs> yeah, start describing different kinds of ways of saying butts. Tushy. Booty cheeks. Tina. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> butts. Unicorns. Zombies. Eugene. That's going to be us on a, a spirit box. <laughs> but guys, we're, we're, we're trying to plan a ghost investigation team. Yes. So that we can go to locations and look at pretty castles and be spooked. Yes. I told I'm scared. That. Well, yeah. Well, I just think that if we do paranormal investigations, it's got to be like spoopy stuff like Sam and Colby do when I'm a big old baby, you know? So I want to like go to castles and talk to like women that used to run in the castle, like old ladies that are like, this is my book collection. This and is, we can do that. <laughs> this is where little Timmy took his first steps. Do you like you my garden? find a place and then ask them if we can film there. Yes. I think there's a haunted restaurant somewhere. I heard someone at work saying that there's a haunted restaurant that they were going to, and it took them forever to get in. I think Dude. I need to ask Tina from customer service. Jesus. Where the haunted restaurant is that she went, because if we could go there, that would be fun. Yeah. I mean, you still have to ask them if we could film there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. Well, some people don't want their location to be deemed haunted. Well, if they're already marketing themselves as a haunted restaurant. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. And you don't know either. Because I don't. <laughs> I, well, I didn't talk to I didn't talk to Tina from customer service. Yeah. So <laughs> guys, it's really weird working in an office because just why? like in the office, people literally were refer to each other as person's name department you have arthur in accounting (laughs) i don't well i talk to you about them like that because you don't know anybody yeah emily makes it emily even if you do talk the uh, talk about them like that i still don't know who they are it just makes you feel better Yes, because you're like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, okay, and then Arthur in accounting. It. And I'm like, I still don't know who that is. Yes. <laughs> but if you ever do somehow stumble upon Arthur in accounting, you'll be like, oh. Yeah, no, Liv and They'll I walk have very different you. jobs. Yes. I have one that deals with no one, and Liv has one that deals with everyone in the building. Everybody and their mother. It's not okay. So I get to sit in the corner and no one speaks to me. I am that thing in the corner. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> That was good. I like it. Plot twist. It's Arthur in accounting. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you know that you could leave a review if you're listening to this and gracing your ear hole holes on Apple Podcasts? And if you do, you should put in your duty head and we'll know as your review that you were listening to us. Which video you watched. Yeah. Well, which podcast you grace your ear hole holes with, but also that you're funny too. (laughs) 
We want, please, if you could leave us an Apple review, honestly. No, what is it? No, no cap. I don't know. I'm not in that scene. I'll have to ask my. You're too old for that. <sighs> I don't feel like I'm any older than 17, honestly, which freaks me Try out. Try going shopping. It'll make a, you feel older. Does Why? Because all of the clothes are 70s themes now. No, they are. I know. And I don't understand it because we're not even from the 70s. I know. And oh. I'm like, I don't want to wear pants that are bigger than me. Can Wait, you tell how old I am? Is it the girls? Like, do people not know that that's a 70s thing? Well, they probably, okay, this is this is why we don't want to do things in the 70s. because our parents did them in the 70s and we don't want to look like our parents. So now it's happening again. They don't want to look like us because we're the parents now. So now they have to look like the people in the 70s. I mean, do they know? I probably not. <laughs> they don't know that that's a seventies thing. Oh, that's embarrassing. That's not, that, not if you do that. Well, you're I mean, cool, but also, I want my fucking skinny jeans. Okay, nineties. <laughs> Let, let's get real. I'm just the emo kid on the inside. The emo kid needs to feel the circulation going through their legs to make sure they're still alive. I've Silence. never heard something so poetically put before. <laughs> I like that. It's true. Oh, God. Not the fries the are trying to leave the table. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, leave us an Apple review. Let us know what you think. It really helps our show. You help us. So I appreciate it. The funniest review is going to be shouted out in a future podcast. Also, if you guys have other suggestions of what we should react to next and you're on YouTube, Let because us know. you can comment on YouTube, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah. But we appreciate your, uh, what is it? I had a coworker who would always say this. Oh, we appreciate your time and dedication. Wow. <laughs> Every day he would say that before we left in the evening. And he go, he calls me little lady. Thank you for your time and dedication. Oh, no, hard work. Hard work and dedication. That's what, what Hectario says. Thank you, little lady, for your hard work and dedication. Peace out, Brussels sprout. Have a good night. And then he would just leave. Wow. <laughs> Well, did you know that we have a Patreon? Mm -hmm. Did you know that you could have more cool conversations like this with us on Patreon? Because we have bonus videos, bonus contents, behind the scenes, listener stories, and so much more. We also do readings. If that's something you're into, come bother us. You can meet us yourselves. We're finally reaching the point where we have people that I talk to that are like, oh my God, I love you. I can't believe I'm meeting you in person. And I was like, wait, am I not a person? <laughs> Am I famous? Dude, I can't wait till we get like. People on the street stopping us. Yes. <laughs> we know we made it when that happens. If someone is like, oh my God, you're a spoopy poopy. I'd be like, ah, who are you? No, that also, sounds like a lot of pressure. I don't know if I'm wearing makeup. Do I smell bad? I will. If you pressure. see me on the streets, I will probably immediately sniff my armpits. <laughs> <laughs> so, patrons. Patrons. Here you go. Oh, I get to just. Do the scrolly doodle. Well, that's because you can't see Shannon. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Cindy. Santa. Kylie. Mev. Laura. Rainika. Mystery Girl. Trinity. Avery. Cass. Anthony. Violet. Peyton. Farina. Allie. Mac. Josie. Autumn. Thias. Victoria. Jenny. Laurel. Brianna. Nate. Bradley. Sandy. Nas. Sherry. Christina. Sushi. <laughs> I clicked on it and it wouldn't move. Anita. 
Katie, Charles, Holly, Krista, Flo, Malake. Yeah. Guys, there's 38 of you. We're waiting to get to 50 so that we can open a P.O. box and you That's guys 12 more. can send us things. Like it might be a Patreon mail. only thing as well because I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of what you guys will send us. I mean, in addition to getting noticed on the street, when our P.O. box gets filled up way too much that we need to get a bigger one, that's also how we know we made it. Well, I'm hoping that's going to be a Patreon only thing. I also want to <laughs> talk about, I was going to say something and I don't remember what it was. It had Anyways, to do with the I really names. hope you guys send us rocks for our fairy garden that we're going to build. Oh yeah, we have to do that. I was talking to my dad. Oh, I have a question. <laughs> I'm going to ask this on the podcast what? because I also want the people that are leaving us Apple reviews and going to our YouTube version of this to leave comments as well. We want to cover Bigfoot in a future episode. Okay. My dad loves Bigfoot. Yeah. Can we have him on the podcast? Will he be on the podcast? I asked him and he said yes. Mm, but does he know things about the podcast? Oh, he, sorry. Does he know things about Bigfoot is what I meant to say. He literally had a retirement party for one of his coworkers at work. And during the retirement party, everyone stood up and said, okay, Mr. Joe Schmo that we've known for 50 years, what are you going to do now that you're retired? And he's literally like, I am going to find Bigfoot. When I was a kid, we had a birthday party where we hunted Bigfoot and we found him. We had like tennis rackets on our feet <laughs> and uh me and one of our patrons decided it wasn't for us so we just waited till they went and found some man in a costume that wasn't a man in a costume obviously it was bigfoot and they put him in a room and then later we were gonna like see what we caught and feasted upon his blood and whatever and when we went in there he was gone and there was water everywhere to insinuate that he melted Welcome. So you caught. So I already caught Bigfoot. So your your dad should be jealous. <laughs> I caught Bigfoot when I was like four years old. Ah, uh, well, I guess the guys that were at the retirement party for their coworker were like, "That's very nice, John. We're glad you retired. Good luck with that." And my dad was like, "Oh my god!" He said, "I went up to him directly after the the like retirement party. He's like, I didn't know that you were one of us.'" And they like did a secret handshake, and like played a secret sound and now they're like planning their retirement when my dad retires so that he can also become like you want to start a ghost investigation team my dad and his friend that he didn't know was going to be his best friend want to start a big foot hunting team yeah there's an airbnb that you can stay at that uh promotes itself for bigfoot sightings <laughs> My dad also has another Netflix. friend that <laughs> retired and he also is into Bigfoot and has like, I guess, a lot of land and tells my dad all of his Bigfoot encounters. He's like, this one time I went outside to go check my geese. He tells him, he's like, Bob went outside to go check his geese. And in the middle of the night, he heard like two giant branches being knocked together and just water being pushed everywhere like someone was doing giant cannonballs running through his pond and he goes so we went out the next morning to make sure his geese were okay and there was literally a tree snapped in half and they were laying over each other that only a giant creature could lay over in an x and there was just mud everywhere in the water he's like it went for a bath and was playing the bongos with a tree and i was like cool story dad <laughs> but i'm just saying he wants to be on the podcast to talk about Bigfoot. Yeah. Cool. 
And it also hopefully we don't tell him that it, he doesn't it don't exist. Oh no, I have opinions about Bigfoot. Didn't we do a thing with the um with our spirit guides and they said it does exist, but it exists not as a crypto or like a cryptid or like weird interdimensional being like a fairy. It's just actually here. Like if you want to know, you should tune into that podcast and make sure you follow or subscribe or do whatever the hell you do for podcast things. And we'll see you guys in the next one. You guys will meet my dad. We are your meta sidekicks. Sasquatch. I have a cousin. His name is Zach, and people call him Zach. Zach Swash. You know, is it Sasquatch? Sasquai, Big Feet, or Big Well, the first part is Zach, and the rest is Squash. Like Sasquatch, but Zach Squatch. I like it. You're welcome. But I also need to know how you talk about Bigfoot if there's more than one. Is it Bigfoots? Is it Big Feet? Is it Sasquatches? Sasquai? Gooses. Geese. Gooses. Potato. Octopuses. (laughs) Octopuses!